0: Everybody and welcome back to DestalProds.com. Anime and. Sorry, why the fuck did I just say anime and manga?
1: Because we were talking about that guy for like 15 minutes.
0: Okay, starting over. Should I reset? No, nah, I can just cut this out. It's been like 30 seconds. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to DestalProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Remember today we have Alex. I I'm here. Yep, no cave. He is busy moving.
1: He's busy Still. fighting off them gators again.
0: <laughs> Honey, the gators are trying to break into our kitchenware.
1: He's, he's he's walking up the path with a suitcase in each hand and like just whacking the gators as they come by.
0: <laughs> now he's got one of those like uh, hobo sticks. Yeah, just everything. Just everything he owns, like. Just it's the size of a it's the size of a car strung over his fucking thing, and any time a gator gets close, he just smacks it.
1: Almost there. Yeah.
0: And then, and then the back of it gets sideswiped. <laughs> I only make those jokes because he's been fine every time he's been hit by a car.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: You forgot he kept getting that's hit actually, by cars, I, didn't you? I
1: was, I was, I, w- I was like, I was like, that's funny. Oh wait, that actually happened to him. <laughs> yeah, more than once. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I'm late, guys. I got hit by a car. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: Yes, and because he is okay, I joke about it. People at home. <laughs> oh fuck. Anyway, yeah, video games.
1: Yeah, video games, not cave gators and cars. That yep. can be the next podcast.
0: <laughs> I think it's a title. Oh, but yeah, we've been playing stuff. I think Alex, you been playing anything? Oh,
1: I ha- Oh, yeah, no, I have, I have. So I, I, uh, I managed to acquire a game that you talked about playing once. Oh. Decided you hated it and got rid of. Yes. Fire Emblem Awakening.
0: I never played that game.
1: Yes, you have. Oh, wait, right. Fuck yeah, I did. You did. I forgot you did. about that. You, spe- you, spe- you specifically got it because I played Fates and said it was not bad. And you're like, okay, I got the other Fire Emblem game. This sucks. Why did you tell me it was good? And I was like, well, I didn't say this game was good.
0: No, I didn't, I say, I, the, oh, I didn't say that. I said, oh, fuck, I do not like this. Yes, you did. Like, it's all a personal taste, but hey, I'm not a Fire Emblem guy.
1: No, you're not. And
0: despite that, I am. And despite that, I've still been thinking of getting Fire Emblem Three Houses.
1: Well, Three Houses is supposedly really good, even for uh, non Fire Emblem fans. That's what I've heard. I yes. In fact, I'll, in fact, I'll I'll bring that up in a little bit as part of uh, another story I have. But first off, Fire Emblem Awakening. Yes, I got it because I do like Fire Emblem games, and I started it. And it's as you said, the uh, the weapon charge use mechanic is kind of annoying because Fates didn't have that. Fates was just like, hey, you can use your weapons as much as you want.
0: Yeah. We it's don't like, care. It was like, hey, you're an RPG. You know what You know what else we need to add into this thing? Weapon micromanaging that to a no other level. Like not only do you have to determine what a weapon is optimal, was the most optimal to use in each individual circumstances, you also have to then make sure that you are keeping, you're keeping good care of all your weapons, because if you don't, you, you fuck.
1: Break, and then you lose them. Unless you're Crom, because Crom has the special plot sword that can be used infinitely.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine how hilarious it would be if that sword broke?
1: Yeah. So like, oh, go. That's the end. Yeah, you're, you're game you're, over.
0: You're just playing in you're just playing in this fucking match and then all of a sudden your sword is just like whoop. Sorry. You just gotta go fight that big evil dragon creature with a fucking basic ass iron sword.
1: Well, well the, the plot needs that sword. So basically it's like if it ever gets broken, uh game's over. I think the game can't can advance.
0: However, I think Zelda I think Breath of the Wild actually did that. I think the master sword was breakable.
1: But could you fix it?
0: Uh, it regened over time.
1: Yeah, no. See the thing is, like if if uh if a weapon in awakening gets to zero, it's gone. <laughs> like forever. I if, have th- if, yes. if, if if you use it and you don't like repair it beforehand, it's just it's gone forever.
0: We have the great mythical sword that will defeat all the evil in the land should we just plunge it into the heart of the dragon. What's that? As he just co- he cuts a goblin's head off or whatever, and then the sword snaps in half. And it just, it, and it just uh, turns into dust.
1: Oh fuck! We needed that. Well, we're screwed. Like, and now and, uh, it's like, and now I will, uh, now I will get, teach you the ritual to unlock the hidden powers of your blade. The only thing that can defeat the evil in the land. Oh, um, I broke it killing a goblin like ten stages ago. Oh, <sighs> well, and then and then the screen just goes black. It's like game over. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that'd be hilarious I kind of want that to be a thing now Just like I do not like weapon breaking weapon degradation but if it's weapon degradation on the most powerful sword in the land that would be fucking hilarious
1: no I mean it's not the most powerful sword in the land it's just it doesn't break because the plot requires it and I believe later on it does become the most powerful sword in the land
0: yeah, that's why you got to set it up so that no other weapon is breakable except that one.
1: Well, the funny thing is it is breakable. It just because like the, th- the thing with the that sword, the crumb sword, the falchion is that's Marth's sword from the first Fire Emblem game, which happened like thousands of years in their past.
0: Oh, to the point
1: to the point to the point where like, uh, you know, when that mysterious character comes in, they're like, I'm Marth. And they're like, oh, you're named after that legendary hero of legend.
0: Right, yes, let's yeah, go with that named after,
1: yeah, let's go, it's like, yeah, let's go with that, sure and and uh, but the, well it's, it's like what, why does the blade look completely different than when Marth had it, well, because after being used for thousands of years by heroes, it broke several times, and they had to fix it <laughs> they didn't they didn't fix it, they they couldn't fix it so that it looked exactly the same. <laughs> It's like, but but the metal is magic, so as long as you reforge it into some vague sword shape, it'll still work. <laughs> You're so, it. You
0: you forge it into some vague sword shape, just someone makes a bunch like someone makes a fucking like novelty spoon out of it, but the end still looks like a sword, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Not sharpened or anything, it's just like, I right, check it out, I made this spoon for a prop, and then all of a sudden they just, just hit someone with it and it cuts them in half. It's like, what the shit?
1: This isn't actually brought up in this game. It's just it's like if that's smart sword why does it not look anything like it did in the first Fire Emblem game and their response is oh well it broke as several times in the thousands of years and they always reforged it and sometimes they reforged it to look different.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know when you have a you know you know you know when you have like a magical thing of legend, the thing that like the hero of the land used, you want to change it up every now and again. Keep it fresh.
1: Yeah. Got to uh, keep it sharp.
0: Oh, now I'm just imagining. This is a total This is a total tangent, but fuck it. Just imagining like a JRPG or like a fan- like a fantastical RPG setting, where the weapon to defeat the grand evil is like a 1997 Toyota. <coughs> so you got to like do upkeep on that. It's like it's like we're driving through the desert. Fuck, car broke down. I got to change the oil. And just that's the game. The game is just a the game is just a fucking Toyota Camry versus goblins.
1: But it's it's, it's like it the legendary sword ended up being like baked into a Toyota at some point, so now the the car is the legendary weapon. Basically. That's that's quite clever. Just, I like that idea. Yeah,
0: just just like just like a portal open like like a fucking hero of legend fighting the big evil. The big evil opened up a portal to what he thought was the Nether Realm or whatever, but it turns out it was just fucking like Philadelphia. Yeah. And he lands there, lives lives out like fucking forty five years. His wife accidentally throws the sword away. It's like, why well, you never use it? So I figured, by, so I figured out we might as well clear up some space. Ends up in a junkyard, and then it gets like fucking melted down into scrap, and then used to make the body of an old Toyota. <sharp inhale> and then all of a sudden, and and all of a sudden, like the people are like, like the people back in the fantasy world are like, the sword was lost millennia ago. We must use a magical ritual to bring it back from the plains of beyond. I just go hard, uh, 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 and all of a sudden, just like a fucking car lands there.
1: Like, what is that?
0: Yeah, some dude named Jeff bought it like secondhand from a fucking like auto yard. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Why is my car glowing? It's got five thousand miles on it. Christ,
1: this is genius. I have to remember this one.
0: You guys got you guys got a Jiffy Lube here? I need to fucking get need to fucking get a tune up. Yeah, so like, like the game, like, so, yes, yeah, so the game starts, lands, and then jumps forward five years to where the mechanics of the land have, or the weapons of the lands have learned basic car, they basically learned like basic car repair, but they still overcharge him. Like, oh, you need, oh, you need me to reinforce that sword, right? That'll be three gold pieces. Oh, need, you need, I need to on the tires. Well, got it up on, got it up on the lift, and then. Yeah, you're gonna need a whole oil change, this entire fucking body work is this body needs a whole reworking. It's gonna cost you about five thousand gold. Hey man, I don't make the prices. I just tell st- I just tell you what they are. All I wanted was a realignment. Fuck. You got triple A out here?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a horse. It's a horse drawn carriage that just like shows up on the road. Yeah, here we go. We'll give you a tow.
0: Yeah, if you, lost, you okay, on- if you get lost, you hit the on. If you get lost, you hit the on Star button, then a ferry pops out. Hey, hey, listen,
1: listen.
0: got to head to the west. You fucking what? dumbass! <laughs> <laughs> like, like end of the second act when like things have hit their lowest point. The co- the hero goes to get in the car to drive off, but he locked his keys inside.
1: It's like ah, oh. and he bris Smashes the window and climbs in the back is like, screw it. I don't even care at this point.
0: Nah man, because it's because it's made because it's made a legendary sword. He can't bust the window with his hand. Only true, only pure, powerful evil can actually damage the car. Like, that's, why, that's why the goblins and stuff are actually able to do damage to it is because the goblins themselves are like pieces, like shards of evil, essentially. So they able to do like very limited damage, but you, know, you get enough of them on there and fucking goes. But the heroes of the land and other people, they can't actually reforge the car into a fucking sword, which is why it still is a car. Okay, I i feel like I should start writing this down because it's actually this sounds like a really dumb idea that I kind of want to try.
1: I'm going to say this sounds like a tabletop campaign right here.
0: Tabletop campaign? Fuck it, make it a design, dock it, take it to a game jam, I don't know.
1: No, that's, that, that too
0: just call up the folks at the fucking it's called the fucking folks that make that like there's there's this fucking like developer collective down in uh, LA i think it's like i cannot remember the fucking name of it but it's just like a bunch of developers go on there hang out and then like work on each other's games Oh, fuck
1: so it's like medieval GTA Except there's like a actual car there, <laughs> because the car is this is the sacred weapon. Uh
0: closer to Dynasty Warriors, but with a car. Ah, uh, like, like you, you want to like turn based combat stuff. Like you want to turn based combat, and but but it's like you versus like a thousand enemies or whatever. So it's like instance combat of you versus these guys, and then like you have like the massive story going on beyond it. You can get like upgrades for your car. You get to a snow area, you need snow tires. Failing that, just wrap some chains around the tires.
1: I was like, that'll be fine. Yeah, I was like, well, fuck,
0: I can't drive up there. Yeah, they're all terrain, but they don't fucking work on, they don't, they don't do great on snow. Give me some chains, just let's let's do this. <laughs> uh, it's so stupid.
1: It is, but it's genius. I love it.
0: This is our idea. This is our original character. Please don't steal.
1: Okay. OC, don't, don't, don't steal. So, fuck Fire Emblem. Yes. So, Fire Emblem with the Reforged Sword, which is the only thing that you can't break. And therefore, the best, one of the best early strategies is just to have Krom kill everyone, everything with that sword. So he levels up. Because here's, you mentioned that, like, you went all in on Frederick. And, like, when he died, you were screwed. Yeah. Because the, uh, the horse guy
0: yeah just like you spend all the time working on a guy and then it's a it's a similar kind of thing with like a XCOM or just anything where like permadeath is a thing
1: yeah well fr- first off i turn permadeath off because screw that
0: that is 100 fair yeah i should i should have done that but i didn't want to feel like a filthy casual because that that was back when no. i cared
1: no i was just like no no we're not going through that
0: yeah fuck this noise i want to have second, fun
1: secondly li- Secondly, here's the thing. Every Fire Emblem game gives you a guy like him who is like he starts off he already starts off as an armored like mounted class with like a powerful weapon and uh, you can just use him to kill everything ahead of time, but you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to u- you're supposed to use him to soften up things so the weaker characters can kill it and level up because oh. past the halfway because past the halfway point, you'll get to a point where he- he won't be quite as effective anymore, and he doesn't really grow because he's already fully leveled up for the most part. So yeah, you're not you're not supposed to rely completely on that one guy who starts off stronger than everyone else. That's like the I, I forget what they're called. There's like basically every game has like similar characters. You have your lord with the special sword, and uh, your um, your pre promoted guy on the horse, and then there's like your your flying mount and Basically, e- even though their stories and characters are very similar mechanically, they all usually play the same. Usually, mm-hmm. depending on if, like you know, a player avatar character like Robin or whatever you just choose to name them, who is a Talk spellcaster, and it was, well, they yeah, but they, they use a there's a spellcaster, a sword person, and in Fates, the the main character is the player insert who is also part dragon, which kind of. Makes them one of the better characters, but still, yes, there's no. Uh, the main character is not a dragon in Awakening, unfortunately, so you can't just abuse that move they have where they turn into a dragon and just like kill everything. Which was my go-to strategy in Fate, so I had to adjust for a bit. But I'm doing not too bad. <laughs> the 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 weapon degradation thing is annoying, but I'm I'm working around it by being careful and mostly using the one weapon that won't break. And uh, one thing I noticed early on that kind of disturbs me a bit. None of the characters in awakening have any feet. Pardon what? They don't have the character models in awakening. They don't have feet. It looks like there's, they've all sunken into the ground by their heels. Or I mean, by their ankles. Hold on. Let me see if I can find a picture.
0: (laughs) I'll try to find a picture. You keep talking.
1: Okay, so yes, I was just, I was reading, I was like, "Why do they not have any feet? That's that's horrifying. How are they walking? If they all walk like all their their legs have been cut? I mean, I I guess it could look like you know they all have really tiny feet and really tiny shoes, but like it's just disproportionately thrown off by uh, compared to the rest of the models. It's very jarring. As I wa- as I watch them like race across their battlefield and their non-existent feet, and I'm thinking, "How are they not tripping?
0: Yeah, it looks like." All the character models are like moved like half a foot below the fucking, uh, like they're half a foot below the world, like like the actual yeah. ground. Like the actual ground is like below the ground.
1: It's very weird. Fate, Fates didn't have that. Fates has feet. In fact, the main character in Fates goes around barefoot all the time. I guess this show. Hey, we actually made the feet this time. <laughs> I guess they wanted to show off their their amazing foot design. Like, hey, we've improved. We got feats now.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I'm looking at the like. So, I did a Google image search, which is like Fire Emblem Awakening feet. Uh, the first one is a Kotaku article saying why no one in Fire Emblem has feet, with an image pointing to a dude sunk halfway into the ground, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And the other <laughs> one is a comic of. Two final awakening characters looking at a looking at a woman with feet like toes and stuff, and it's like, what the fuck?
1: What are those things? It's like how nobody in Final Fantasy Tactics has a nose. <laughs> like if if you look at like the, both their character models and their character designs in the dialogue boxes, they don't have noses. There's just like a blank in the middle of their face. Uh huh. It's really weird looking. I mean, it's not—it's not a game breaker. I was just like, I was—I went like through stages, but I was like, why does it look like they don't have any feet? Oh, because they don't. That's weird. What 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 kind of weird mutants live here?
0: Okay, so actually, apparently that was intentional.
1: Okay, why?
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, speaking with uh the, yeah, speaking with uh eight four. Um. Yeah. The eight. Yes. Yeah, so the folks at eight four talk to uh. Awakenings developer, and specifically with the art director, um, Toshiyuki uh, Kusakihara. Uh, and he said, well, they're there, they're just omitted a little bit. The idea was to add a unique sort of deformation of the characters. As for why it ended up like this, at the start of the project, we weren't entirely sure how many bones or joints we'd be able to use in each character model. As it is now, there's a joint at the knees, and then there's nothing below that for the feet and ankles. This makes it a bit easier to apply animation to the models as well. We found out that afterwards that with the 3ds we had more than enough CPU strength to available to flesh out the models a bit, add real ankles and so on. And we were like, "Well, if there's a next time, maybe we'll maybe there'll be more ankles."
1: Yeah. So basically, they the un- so basically
0: they undershot what they they undershot their like processing budget of what they were actually able to do with the models, and decided, "Hey, we'll do it better. Oh, we'll do it better next time."
1: I guess they, I guess they were still thinking back in like the old days when like they were tiny sprites.
0: Yeah, like the we're thinking back to like the DS power level.
1: Yeah, it's
0: like, well, that thing barely has enough fucking power to run Doom. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just omit the ankles.
1: Well, they had like they had like sprites and stuff. I think and not like you know three D models.
0: Yeah, I know, but Maybe they they made they made three D firearms before this one.
1: Yeah, but that was on the Wii and the GameCube. So I assume that I assume they 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 over they uh, underestimated just how powerful the 3ds was.
0: <laughs> oh
1: fuck! So anyway.
0: Well, no, that's in my search history. Fucking uh, Fire Emblem Awakening feet.
1: Fire Emblem Awakening feet.
0: That's gonna be Only, that, what, that's gonna get me some ass.
1: Yeah. As in that now, if if you're ever in. If your your character is ever called in the question, be like, "Look at this weirdo. He was looking for Fire Emblem Awakening feet. Oh, oh lock bitch. him up. Lock him up. We don't need this kind of deviant walking around."
0: I was that was for research.
1: It was for research. I was doing journalism for so, my research for my podcast. Well, doing journalism, dadgummit! I'm like, tell it to the jury. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get that damn foot fetishist out of here. That
0: weirdo. Keep that shit on 8chan, you fucking pervert.
1: 8chan is gone now, I think.
0: Okay, 16.xyz. Yeah, that'll work. So anyway.
1: Yeah, so anyway, the ac- so getting back to the actual point of the game as opposed to their feet... Or their magically unbreakable swords that might get reforged into cars at some point in the future. Uh, Yes, you play play as Krom and Robin, the mysterious player character who, after having a flashback where they randomly killed Krom at some point in the future, is found in a mysterious field. And then they join their merry band of shepherds who apparently just go around murder-hoboing things. I think they're like. Spo- I think there supposed to be some kind of like elite guardian unit for the kingdom or something. But really, it's just like, hey, we're traveling around. Hey, there's things here. Let's kill them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh look, a living creature.
1: It's like we must kill. It's like we must kill it. It's, it's like that. Like they walk in. Like oh no, the village is being like assaulted by bandits. Well, time to kill them all.
0: Yep, that's how medieval justice works, right? Pretty much. Just if you see a problem, if a sword don't fix it, it can't be solved.
1: I'm in so it's much pain. Prob- Stab. It's cr- not prob- probably the with with his sister who walks walks around in this comically oversized dress and his his old retainer, who is the character you're not supposed to use to kill everything because they'll get weak midway through the game. And then this random dude they found in a field. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our intrepid heroes.
1: Yes. And then, and then there's other characters that join in. Like you, you go to the first village, and then it's just like this person shows up on a horse, and then this like very flamboyant archer also randomly shows up, and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to help you because I'm beautiful."
0: Yes. Oh, I attractive! You obviously need my help with your
1: with your party of homely people. So sure I guess and then yeah and then this other character shows up and like Lord Crom I'm here to assist you so I assume like Crom has like a base somewhere where uh, other characters like are waiting to co join he doesn't just walk around with his sister and his knight and this random dude and they're like this is this is all we need to protect the kingdom <laughs> just a bunch of random travelers
0: now what if he does just that's it. And then, like when you're yeah. when you're choosing your allies to take into battle, the rest are just kind of sitting on the sides, like "woo, go guys,
1: go!" That's all you need. Go get him, Crom. You're the only one that has a sword that won't break when you swing it. <laughs> like that's a fair point. Okay, I'll take care of this. Bye.
0: Man's in the middle of the fight, Crom, my axe broke. I need a new one.
1: He's like, no. It's like all of you stay there, but we we can't afford to replace your weapons. I'll just have to kill everything with my one sword that won't break.
0: I was like, can you guys like punch him or something?" But that hurts.
1: No, that's not allowed for some reason. Well, that's because it's like, they, it's like if you have no if you have no weapon, you just stand there like, "Oh, well." That's because right,
0: that's because they know that if they punch too much, their fists will break and disappear.
1: Oh, that's true. It's like, "Oh no, I broke." It was like, <sighs> "I I wore out the durability on my hand. Now it's gone." That's what happened to everyone's feet. <laughs> They walk
0: too much and it broke down the durability.
1: <laughs> walk, walk too much and their foot durability wore away.
0: In a couple of years, they'll, they'll
1: be just along on ankles.
0: In a couple of years, they'll be they'll lose that and be down to their shins.
1: They'll yeah. lose
0: their shin and be on their ankles.
1: And by they middle age, they'll just be they'll just be like torsos.
0: Yeah, you get the old age just It's like going to an old age home, just a bunch of heads, <laughs> all inside like padded cells that move around by on their own, so that they don't wear down the durability on their heads.
1: Yeah, it's like we used everything. We used it all up, now we've got nothing left.
0: Yeah. Someone gets to an old enough age, like they know they're going to die, so, they, so the euthanasia is just, they go bowling with their head. It's like, ah. Oh. I'm sorry, everyone. I think this is my time. Nurse, do the honors. Whee!
1: Just rolls their head down
0: a hill, and then it turns into dust.
1: No, it's like they actually they play an actual game just bowling it's like whoever whoever gets a strike is like yes i i got a strike i can die with honor <laughs> whereas the shameful ones that get a gutter ball and they're like no yeah my final battle and i failed Yeah,
0: roll it down hits the pin the last thing he says is like a 7 10 split that's bullshit and just whoosh.
1: and then they're gone and
0: they got to pick up somebody else and try to pick up the split just right down the middle. You fucking suck at bowling. Every once in a while, a head hits the back. It's like,
1: oh, fuck. I'm more durable than the others. You gotta roll oh, me again. No, uh, I'll have to go again. All right. The, Next. a
0: human head going through a ball return as it comes back. The eyes are missing.
1: It's staring out the fucking eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't see anything. Wow. Those gears down there really hurt. <laughs>
0: Gets caught halfway through because the hair gets caught in the gears. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Is there anything else you playing? Um.
1: Yes i i uh, I partook in another weird not Persona game called uh, the Caligula Effect.
0: The Caligula Overdose. effect.
1: Caligula effect. Yes, that's how you say it. Like I said, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell because there's no there's no English dubbing. It's all Japanese. So like, the Caragüero, Caragüero <laughs> overdose. Jesus Christ! It was, yeah, it's
0: real close.
1: So yes, yeah, so you much like much like Tokyo Xanadu, which is basically like, hey, what if what if it was Persona, but instead of uh, you know instead of summoning demons from the inner depths of your soul, you just got weapons.
0: Oh, this was a Vita game. Fuck.
1: Yes. Well, it got, it got, uh, it got re-released to PS4. Yeah. Which is the version I have.
0: Of course. I, I assumed.
1: Yeah. And ba- yeah, so basically you wake up one day and you're like, oh, time to go to school. Okay. And, and then you go to school and then you realize, wait a minute, everyone that's, uh, a third year and gra- they've graduated. They just become a, a first year again. And they go, this doesn't make any sense. And then, and then you, uh, you run into these other people and like, Oh, so, so you too have grasped the strangest, no- the strangeness of our world. Cause it turns out no one ever, no one ever leaves the school. They just graduate and then immediately become new students again. And only a certain amount of people realize there's anything wrong with that.
0: Good God. That sounds like hell.
1: I just, what I was going to say, I was like, oh, wow, this is
0: supposed to be happiness. Yeah, it's like, hey, guys, we, we know that life can be hard. So, you know what we're going to be doing? You guys are going to be living your high school years forever. And everyone just starts screaming. Except for like the one guy who works at McDonald's who's like, oh, Yo, fuck you yeah, out, the quarterback again.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah, well, you know, Japanese society tends to think that your school days are the best ones because that's when you don't have to work for a soulless corporation forever.
0: Yeah, paper. no, instead you have all of your individuality beat out of you by teachers.
1: Well, per, learn, apparently... Learn, you learn apparently,
0: to be a cog in the system, man. You learn to you learn to not be a fucking squeaky gear.
1: Yeah. Unless you're a delinquent, then you're cool.
0: Yeah. And Which then, are apparently
1: why the delinquents are so popular. And then they go off to do nothing, but, you know. Yeah. That's how it goes.
0: It's like we caught up with we caught up with delinquents five years after they graduated from high school. Tell me, sir, how are you doing out here? He just sitting on the court. You just sitting on the curb smoking, homeless.
1: He's like, oh, right, not not oh, doing high years.
0: Right, Those were the best years of my life. Getting a bunch of kids caught up in a death game man, was marvelous.
1: So it's like that guy in Danny Phantom, who's like, oh man, I only have a couple more months before I'm pumping gas for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's like it's like it's like he's like the, he's like the jock character, but like every time his future comes up, he's like, "Oh yeah, I have no future. These are the best days of my life. I'll yeah. be pumping gas within a year, so I better make it last while I can."
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, dweeb, get over here. I need a wedgie. You just give him the suitcase wedgie.
1: So yes, eternal eternal school hell, which is apparently supposed to be happiness, because this this fairy singing creature, like you run into at the beginning of the game, and they're like, "Hey, what? I'll yeah, I'll grant your every wish. What do you want?" And then if you if you say like, "Oh, I'd like to be free," they're like, "What? No, <laughs> fuck that noise. You want to you want to go to school?"
0: And you're like, "What? No, that was terrible. Look at look at these scars on my arm. These were people beating me. Yeah, you want to go back to school."
1: You want to go back to school? It's fun.
0: All your friends? I have no friends.
1: To, so you go to yeah, you go to this creepy dream world school where people stay there forever, and people are pretty much implied to not be the, um, their actor. like like one of the like one of the, it's basically it's like some kind of weird VR thing where like you have different forms than what you actually are, and you stay in school forever. Like one of this is like this overly cute girl who's like supposed to be like a forty-five year old man. That makes sense. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I just want to be cute. I always wanted to be cute, and now I am. I'm living the dream.
0: It's like, oh, I always wanted to be cute, but now I'm experiencing what a first period is. I mean, first period, like... Do they get into that stuff? Like, is it, like, biologically you feel like that, too? Like, you're going through puberty for the first time?
1: I don't think they thought about that.
0: Okay. Because that's also hell.
1: I think you're thinking... I think you're thinking... I don't think they like... I don't think they need to sleep or eat or like just do anything except walk around this virtual school and hang out with people. So they become anime characters. Literally, yes.
0: Okay. That makes a bit more sense.
1: Like they literally, I guess they literally become like anime characters.
0: Yeah. Go to the real world, it turns into an FMV.
1: Yeah. And then like, and there's there's this mysterious group called the quote musicians (laughs) who are like the. Well, they're called the musicians because they all have, like, this bad techno trance, like, song that, like, plays whenever they show up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're called the musicians because everywhere they go, they have just a house soundtrack?
1: They, basically, yeah. Like, like your, your character... Um, so the, th- the big thing with the PS4 version is that your character can uh, infiltrate the musicians... <laughs> because one of because one of them takes a liking to you and they're like hey this person looks like they might be cut out for some serious villainy if we can just get them away from the do gooding students hey
0: this person looks like they could shuffle
1: this is okay like, hey, so uh, so I'll, I'll grant you the power to uh, to transform into it you'll have t- you'll basically you'll have two anime character forms like your your friendly school form and then your evil musician form so you can hang out with both of us and see which side you like more <laughs> and then
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're an evil organization that's putting people into these fucking things hey yeah just hang out with one of us hang out with both of us just see who you like better
1: see who you like better yeah well she's she, she seems to be counting on the idea that like you'll decide you like the fantasy world better than the because the the main characters who are called the go, quote go home club are the, like the ones that are they're that like you know this is weird we should get out of here and go back to the real world. They're the only ones that realize like, Hey, so when you graduate, you're not just supposed to go back to the school and act like nothing happened. There's something weird here. We got to figure out what's going on. And the musicians are like, Oh, they're catching on. Are they? All right.
0: How could they have seen through our foolproof plan?
1: They'll we'll have to do something about that. So yes. So the lead musicians plan is apparently, well, that, 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 that person looks like a protagonist type character. Maybe if we corrupt them, they'll ruin everything for them and they won't want to leave.
0: <laughs> Full proof plan. These guys sound like the fucking greatest masterminds of all time.
1: Yes. So, so you, you get you, so you get granted the ability to turn into a musician called lucid. Who looks like this skull faced zoot suit fedora wearing dude. Who also, he, he has no, bo- he has no body. You're just like, you're basically just like a ghost wearing clothes with a ma- with a skull mask. This this is the cover up for the fact that the protagonist could be male or female. Okay. So, yeah, so probably so could have y-
0: done it better than that.
1: Probably, but yeah, so and they're like, "Okay, you're a musician now." And then like you meet their like evil Vocaloid creature, <laughs> which is like this it's like it's like yeah, it's like they have these they have these like evil Vocaloid Vocaloid fairies that are implied to be like the ones running the system. And uh, yeah, the, so the one of them was cooperating with the musicians, and they're like, "Okay, let me let me read into your heart," and then like you get your own background techno trance soundtrack, and they're like, "Right, okay, this is your song I've created it from your heart. It sounds great." So now, so now, whenever you go, on, so now whenever you turn into this character, like this song starts playing.
0: Yeah, all it is, is just like an eight, All it is is just like a fucking eight oh eight with a fadeaway knob on it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like, it's like dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I mean, it's an actual song, but
1: it's like, "Yeah, this is your song that we've created." So they're the, they're called the musicians because like they're so evil that the fairy like pulled a bad techno song from their hearts that <laughs> plays whenever they show up.
0: <laughs> they're so evil. They're headlining Coachella.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh fuck. I was like well, this game is really weird. I don't know why that's so funny to me.
0: Just, I, no, of, I was
1: I was, I, really, I was laughing at the absurd of this too.
0: I kind of really want to play this game just to make jokes.
1: I was like this 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 is this is hilarity right here. This is ludicrous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, just imagine like, "Oh, I got the song for your heart." I got the song for your heart is an actual ludicrous song. It's like, "Oh, we can't do that. That's copyrighted." Curses! Instead, here's a drum loop I got off Fruity Loops.
1: Yeah, it's like let's see what the song with your heart is. It's like the the Popeye song, <laughs> like Popeye theme song. Like what? What? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's what's in my heart?
0: <laughs> He's like, all right, let's hear, right, let's hear the song in your heart. It's just one sustained note on the on a piano. It's just, elevator dun. music.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was there was there was some cartoon where it was like I was like I, I get the ability to read people's thoughts and one guy is just elevator music in his head and that's nothing else.
0: Yeah, I think I remember that joke like, too. Okay.
1: Like I, th- I think yeah, I've seen I that
0: know. joke in a couple things. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: So you yeah so you wander around the school where like occasionally students are infected with I think I forget what it was called but like some kind of weird static thing that makes them hostile naturally so you must you know so you must duel them in epic battles to the death where you use you use your so so everyone has a battle form where like they get this weird spike on them and then they get like this weapon made of shadow stuff like the main character has like a spike come a f- spike come out of their chest and then they get two guns and another Great guy has bringing like, guns into a high school. Yeah, and the, well, this, this other guy, one guy has, uh, one, and then the, like like one girl has a bow and arrow. One guy has like this stupidly huge revolver. <laughs> so they're one all range weapons.
0: Hammer. Okay, I'm just kidding.
1: basically. No, 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 but I mean like, no, a couple of them have melee. It's just the first three you get are all range weapons, but
0: which that's just bad party so, comp.
1: Well, it's like well the the battle system is weird. We're like you basically like you select commands and then like the character will perform it and like in real time. But like when you select commands, the game will like play out what it thinks will happen, but that's not what's actually happening. Cause you could go back like, Oh no, if I select this move, then I'll, I'll go right at him, but he'll counter with something else. So, okay, I better change that. So it
0: gives you a preview so, of combat as you're, as you're in combat.
1: Yes. It gives you a preview of combat that you can change because you have to like you have to like string certain attacks together to like because like some some will launch enemies in the air and then some of them are specifically to be used for foes in the air so you basically have to like coordinate your party to do like the most damage and the preview like helps with that helps with that it's really weird I was like this is this is kind of strange also interesting I, but I'm I don't think I've ever seen a combat system like that before. It's, it's turn-based, but, like, it's, it's like, turn-based and, like, strategic-based. It's, it's it's hard to describe. But uh, it, it was certainly... But, I mean, it seems to... Because, like, I've, I never had trouble with anything because I could just, like, you know, oh, okay, that won't work. I'll just do this. Okay, that works. Commit. And I won. Yeah. So I don't know if there's like supposed. To, I don't know if there's a downside or like a, a trick to it, or what. I only got past the uh, the first dungeon where you fight one of the musicians and you defeat them, and they're like, "Oh no, I've lost. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna join you now."
0: <laughs> I like, need. So, I, I need to play this. I think
1: it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly a thing. It's certainly a game. It's one of those games. I was like, so. This was made on acid, right?
0: Well, I mean, it was published by Atlas, so like probably.
1: It was published by. I don't think it was made by Atlas.
0: Uh no, it was made by a developer I think named Aquira, or Aquiera, or it's Aqua. You're something like that. I had it up just a second ago.
1: What else have they made?
0: Uh, I am checking. Oh, sorry, it's Akuria. Uh They have made uh, two Kuroko no Basuke games for the 3DS uh, and the Sword Art Online games for the PS4. Oh, God. Yeah, they did a RE Hollow Fragment and Hollow Realization.
1: I mean, I heard the Sword Art online games are actually good from a certain standpoint. It's just you know, it's Sword Art Online. Yeah, fuck. Do you really do, do you really want to go into that world?
0: <laughs> no, that, that that's really the, the is, that's the end. You, 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 really get,
1: you play as Kirito?
0: You get you get to the end of Caligula Effect Zero or Overdose or whatever the fuck it's called, and you get to the end, and it's like, all right, we've made it out. Get to the real world. Opens the door out, and you end up in Sword Art Online. And they all start screaming.
1: Like, no! What have we done? Like, yeah. Take us yeah, back you, to high school. Kirito walks in, like, "Hey guys, glad you could join us." And like, no.
0: <laughs> Here's Kirito walks up. Oh boy, new ones. Zip.
1: He's like, "Oh god, this is torment." We should have stayed in that school. We should have stayed in that school with the bad musicians. <laughs> It was better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take bad techno music over dealing with Kirito any day.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: So, anyway, I mean, I'm, so, yes, the, get, this game is nuts. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next. I assume, like, they'll just start actually doing drugs because that's that just seems like the only way to top it is like, okay, this is really weird. Now let's take some actual acid.
0: Yeah, they just, you just get five. You just get like five hours in, and they start giving you like very detailed instructions on how to inject heroin. <laughs> it's like, all right, kids. Now your game should have come with a syringe and a and a packet of yellowish powder.
1: That's the best. That's the best way to play it.
0: You're gonna want to get a spoon.
1: You're gonna want to get a spoon, or maybe grow one of your fingernails really long.
0: Now that's for coke. Oh. You want to really get the heroin, you got to get a spoon, put a cotton ball in it, and then fucking just begin burning burn that shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I, originally. I just kind of... Like, I know that you can smoke and fucking just ingest heroin as, like, powder.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure that'll kill you.
0: Nah, I, I, I've seen people do it. Well, seen. I have watched movies where people have done it.
1: Yeah, I mean... Theoretically, you could survive, but it doesn't sound very safe. I mean, then again, doing heroin at all. Yeah, that's not very safe. Really safe. I mean, so I, I suppose if you decide you already want to get to that, well, I mean, we're, we're if, already yeah, playing if, with yeah, fire here. If you've
0: decided to do heroin just Sunday afternoon and you've been thinking about it for a while, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to try heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that could happen? What's
1: the worst that could happen? You could Smash, die. Okay. Yeah.
0: Smash cut to someone just in a fucking like destroyed house on like a like a sofa with an axe, and it just
1: dead. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I am.
0: Yeah. Opioid crisis is real, everybody.
1: Yes. So, anything else? Don't actually, don't actually do heroin.
0: Don't do heroin.
1: We- weed is fine, but don't do heroin.
0: Yeah. Just if you are of legal so, age, try weed.
1: So well, I said I haven't played anything else, but getting back to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes.
0: So you mentioned, you mentioned before we got to the recording about you trying to buy a Switch.
1: Yeah. So I was like, I was like you know, I should get a Switch. A couple of games coming out i like to try. But uh, usually when I get because i'm usually several console generations behind like i only got a ps4 this year yeah so i usually try to go for, for like i i got my ps vita because somebody was selling it for $50 on ebay because it had a crack on the screen and i was like i'll take it i'll just ignore the crack if i could save 150 bucks
0: yeah it's so, not a bad deal I
1: was like, right, I, so so i got so, so i'm like okay i got to get a switch I could go to the store and buy one for 300 bucks, but I'm cheap. How can I save money? <laughs> so I went on Craigslist. So, so I went on Craigslist and there was a guy who lives like within an hour's distance of me. He was selling a Switch, a controller, Smash Bros and uh Breath of the Wild for $275. It's not bad. That's a great I was like, "Wow, that's a great deal." So I immediately called him and I'm like, "Hey, is it still there?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, okay, great, I'm interested. He's like, okay, cool. So I'm like, all right. So uh, so I mentioned uh, So I was like, okay. So I, I mentioned a hot dog place that's like mid place, but be- be- between uh, both our houses that everybody knows, everyone in like North Jersey knows about. So I'm like, okay. He'll know that place. He'll meet me there. So I was like, oh, so you know where you know where this place is? He's like, uh, no. So I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I went to this, uh, because I didn't want to invite him over to my house.
0: Naturally. I trust, like, I have bought and sold shit online a lot. I understand that. I understand that inclination to not have people come to your house.
1: Yeah, because I, well, first off, like, uh, my dad was over for a visit, and I didn't want to explain why I was buying a Switch, like, secretly off Craigslist (laughs) in our driveway. And I also just didn't want to go in case he just like, hey, I'm going to come in and, like, kill you now or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I so I mentioned another like famous place that was uh, nearby, and he's like he didn't know where that was either. So I was like, oh okay. So I was like, okay, where would you like to meet? And there was no response. And I was like, I'll drive an hour up to your place if you really if you really want me to. And there was no response. And I said, or I said, or if you want to come down here, I, I said I don't want you to come to my house, but there's a. Uh, a supermarket with a big parking lot like five minutes away, and I'll meet you there. Still nothing. So, finally, after three days of silence, I called and I'm like, Oh, okay, hey man, is this still available? He goes, Oh, yeah, but I sold the games, so I only have the switch left. <laughs> so, I was like, So, I was like, Crap, somebody told him he was lowballing himself. Did he still want and, 275? Uh, he's, he's like, I'll drop it to 260 for the switch, and I was like, <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, it's not a bad deal, but like still,
1: I mean, it's not a bad deal, but it's nothing compared to what you have. So I was like, yeah, um, no, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Because I want a game with it. And he's like, OK. So I, I, yeah, I assume somebody called him and said, hey, that's like it's that's like, like a ridiculous you're ridiculously undercutting yourself. You better sell the game separately. So I was I was like, curse you for catching on.
0: Damn really- you and your frugal ways, you asshole.
1: And th- this was after I had already went to the bank and withdrew $300 to buy this thing. So I walked back into the bank and put back in the $300 I'd just taken out like two days before. And everyone was like, what happened? And I was like, I, I don't – I was going to buy something and just – to get the guy said, like, oh, okay. Because the, the bank people know me real well because I, I keep breaking things and I have to go there to get it fixed. <laughs> Like I, I like I, I. constantly had trouble with my ATM card for the longest time, to the point where like if I if I show up and I like get in line to for me with, to meet with one of the associates, they're like card again. I'm like yeah. Like all right, what'd you do with it this time? So I said okay, Craigslist is out. So I hit up eBay.
0: Yeah, that's where I picked up mine. And- um, I think yeah, I got mine. Um, like a couple of months after launch for like. 40 bucks less than retail?
1: The thing is, I hate eBay, but I was like, first one one that came up, okay. He's like, $25 shipping for um, someone who literally lives like only two hours away from me in the same state. I was like, what? No, I'm not paying. I was like, no, I'm not paying $20 for you to to ship something that could get here in like a day. That's not necessary. And And he wouldn't change it. I noticed a lot. So I a lot of people on eBay like mark. I assume they price it down, but they mark up the shipping by like a ridiculous amount. I assume thinking people would just go, "Oh wow, what a steal!" and then like not pay attention.
0: Yeah, that sounds about, about right.
1: Shipping price. But I but I but I I took marketing class, so I don't fall for those things. Yes,
0: I know how to read.
1: I I know how to read, and I know how people try to rip you off. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work. So. So, that, so there was some there was someone else who was selling like a – so finally I was like, all right, forget it. I'll try not to go for the game, free game. So uh, there was somebody who, who was selling a, a used Switch for 300 bucks, which is the price of a new Switch here. So I sent best offer, so I'm like, okay, uh, how about 260 And they go, no, 300 And I go, okay. And I'm like, but – but it's a used switch and she goes yes but i only used it for i usually only, I only used it a couple of times and i cleaned it up real nice and i was like that's good and all but that's still the price i could go to the store and buy a brand new switch for that price and not have to pay shipping so how about you t- turn it down a little bit and i'll buy it from you and she's like no nah, i want to go for 300 <laughs> so i was like okay nobody's going to buy it for 300 someone will because they could just get a brand new switch well it's still there a week later oh okay so i, I mean and i i was like okay I'm like, "Well, I'm not going." And she keeps like, "You sure you don't want it for 300?" And I'm like, "No. I'm not buying your used Switch for the price of a full-price Switch. <laughs> I'm not that du- I'm not that dumb." Yet. If I was that desperate, I would just go to GameStop and fuck them. And give them money. And I don't and I don't like buying anything at GameStop because they have very questionable prices and they won't actually buy back anything for a decent amount.
0: Yeah, of course they won't.
1: So that's why, go, that, could, that's why I'm very lucky that that's
0: why I'm very lucky that my hometown I happen to have a reputable used game retailer.
1: Yeah, we don't have that. Well, we do, but it's like yeah. an hour drive. Yeah.
0: I bought a game there for 80 bucks, traded in for 40, got a new game with that, then traded that $40 game in for 25.
1: And then someone did have a good deal, but the only games they were offering with it was FIFA. <laughs> And like some other stupid sports game,
0: <laughs> fucking FIFA. And
1: I was like, you <laughs> "No, no." Th- and I was like, uh, "I mean, this is a good deal for the unit, but I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to throw these games out, or or try to resell them and probably not get a lot for them. So no, I'll pass." Yeah, you probably won't because
0: so, it's the FIFA game.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure nobody will. Uh, so my so I basically I basically spent the last two days just like constantly combing eBay for like a decently swiced, a decently priced switch that doesn't have over the, uh, ridiculously inflated shipping and or like crap games with it. I'm not having much luck.
0: Well, keep buying the good fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I said, I kind of got lucky with mine. Like I was in a similar kind of boat um I so I was essentially going to be getting the switch as like a Christmas gift kind of thing where I'd put like, you know, a hundred something bucks away. And then, and then my, and then my folks are going to be like, okay, so here is like, so you put this much away. We're going to, be, we're going to spe- we're going to like give you the rest as a gift, which is kind of how a lot of my shit works, where if I want to get like anything big, that's like worth like more, it's worth like more than $200. Then it's like, all, all right, I'll save some of it. And then for like birthday or a Christmas or something, then, Parents usually like help with half of it. That's actually how I got. This, actually how I got this computer.
1: No, my parents don't really. Yeah, my parents don't buy me games anymore. Yeah, they're it, like, they're like, you, you, like, you can keep doing this into your adult years if you want, but we're not, we're not buying you games anymore.
0: Oh no, they never, they never buy me games. It's just, it's just, hey, I want, hey, I do this, and I need, and I need this thing that costs like five hundred dollars. Family, you understand this. Can you help? And, then, and usually my mom's like, yeah, yeah, sure. They're good people. And what the fuck? Did you get all cracked. Uh, yeah, my shit's. This is weird. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break, folks. Um, Swear technical issues on my side. Um, we will be back in a second. We're back, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So, I guess that does it for what you've been playing, and uh, Alex, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm playing and I'm back to my switch search. So, your turn.
0: All righty. Um, yeah, yeah, so finishing off the little story I was telling, yeah, I essentially just around the time where I was gonna be getting a switch, where I was gonna be in a switch, I just fucking spent like two months. Basically having like eBay alerts set up of like, hey new switch went on sale. Alright, how much fucking is it? That shit's too much. Fuck.
1: Yeah, I noticed I've noticed ever since I started that like I keep getting alerts on eBay, like, hey, that switch you were looking at is almost about to end. Except I always check and I'm like, hey, that's a good deal. Oh, somebody bought it. Yeah,
0: you uh, gotta be fucking quick on that shit. You gotta essentially like have a tab open to eBay at all times, just kinda like constantly refreshing.
1: There is one I almost bought, and then I'm and then I'm like, okay. And then, like, the tax was like so incredible that it was like, okay, wait, <laughs> how how do we go? How do we go from like two eighty to like three forty?
0: Like, wait a minute, and it was, that like, deal oh. sucks.
1: And I was like, okay, this is not yeah. Curse you, tax and shipping.
0: <laughs> Curse you. But anyway, uh, speaking of the Switch and actually weird anime games, uh, I tried a weird anime game recently that I did not like. Did you so it was called Labyrinth of Refrain Covenant Coven of Dusk.
1: That sounds like an anime game.
0: Yeah, so you. So the main characters of the game are a witch whose name I did not care to learn as well as a little uh, girl boy thing. One of those. I don't know what it is. It's just very small and cute.
1: So it's like Morgana.
0: And when I say cute, I mean I mean it is drawn to be cute. But it's like a but it's like a human. Oh. Yeah, so the two of them are going to the city of Refrain because in the center of that city is a well, that leads down into a labyrinth and this labyrinth has like all kinds of fucking magical artifacts and power in it and shit, but no human being can go down into it because there's a magical miasma that kind of permeates the entire dungeon and any human that goes down there or sorry, any living thing that goes down there dies. So the first thing our character, so the first thing our protagonist does is take a lamb that was taken in by her subordinate and kick it down that well and it dies. Nice.
1: Okay. It's like, yeah. Okay, let's see if they let's see if they still die. Oh no, it's ah!
0: not no, it's not even a let's see if it yep, still dies. It's not even a let's see if it still dies. It's just she just does
1: it. I never liked you. Ah!
0: Basically, yeah, like like they, they arrived at the outskirts of refrain. Um, a farmer or whatever comes up and was like, Hey lady lady in here. I can show you around town if you want. Because he's drunk off his ass. He's like, Oh, look. A woman. Let's try to fuck it. So then, so then he, so then she fucking casts a spell on him. He fucking wanders off, and then he leaves behind a baby sheep, like a little lamb uh, that I believe they named. I believe the little kid named Baba. And it's like, "Fuck yeah, I got a pet." And puts like a little scarf around its neck. I was like, "Oh, you're awesome, fucking let's go, Baba." And then they open up that well. Then it's the fucking witch and the sheep in there, and she's just like, "Yeah, fuck you, boop." it goes down and then we are sent down after it and we never see it again so i'm assuming it's for real dead oh no but yeah so you don't actually play either of these characters but the character you play is a book it is a book that open that essentially uh it summons like puppet soldiers to fight and so you so you make up a like you make up a team of like 6 of them and then you go through this dungeon and it is a, like, grid-based dungeon crawl. Like an Etrian Odyssey or a Persona Q.
1: So it's a first-person dungeon crawler, Yes, yeah,
0: it's, it's a first-person grid-based dungeon crawler.
1: Okay, and is there, like, random encounters or anything?
0: Yes, yeah, there's a little meter up at the top that like, uh, kind of like, exp- like gets you know more full the closer you get to a random encounter. But I didn't actually get far enough into the game to figure out how to avoid the random encounters based on that meter.
1: That sounds exactly like Persona Q. Yeah. Are you sure, was this done by the same company? Was this done by the Adrian Odyssey people?
0: Uh, maybe. Let me double check. That thing. Uh, this game. uh, It's made by Nippon Ichi.
1: I don't think... Okay, so no. They're the the, uh, Disgaea people. Yeah, the
0: Disgaea people. And I think that's actually why I picked it up, because it has similar art style to Disgaea, and I remember liking Disgaea a bit.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, so I fucking... Fuck, man, this fucking... I hate this bitch. I thought it would be good, and it wasn't. Basically, yeah, like I looked up... Like I looked up other people's reviews of it, and it seemed to be sitting on like a seven or eight out of ten, but from most places, which that's that's decent enough for me. So then I actually got it, and I do not like grid-based dungeon crawls. I do not like this character. I don't like I don't like any of the characters so far that I've introduced because uh, the main witch is a fucking trash person, and the child character is one of those. One of those moe characters who I fucking despise.
1: Oh God, no!
0: Because they seem they seem to be designed and voiced to be the most annoying things possible.
1: But it's cute. No, it's not. Kawaii desu.
0: Fucking all kawaii you desu. I don't know. <sighs> and then we get to the actual gameplay, and it's a. Uh, it's the, you know, turn-based game, turn-based RPG sh- gameplay stuff, but, uh, so you see, so you, like, determine your, you, ter- you determine your character's, like, actions all at once, and then it just kind of acts them out based on initiative, probably. So, I do not like that kind of system. Like, this idea of, like, determining what you're supposed to do beforehand, and then if anything changes, then you just go back to basic attack. It's like, oh, I'm going to cast a healing spell on this guy. Whoops, he's dead before he could cast a healing spell. Oops. Fuck. And, like, creating... and Like, you have to create the characters. Like, like, in the first... Basically, during the tutorial, you are given a fully equipped team of six characters, and then they all die. So you have to make three new characters, and that's going to be your team for the next little while. And... When making them, uh, you, you essentially get to make um, one of six people, like one of six classes. No, wait, actually, no. Sorry, it's one of eight classes. And I ended up going with um, essentially the ninja, just like very like high attack, low defense, high speed evasion kind of thing. Um, a wizard that had a very heavy um, like melee attack, but again, no defense, and then a tank. And the tank had three times the health of every, of the other two characters. Like it's it was essentially their health combined were almost equal to his health, and he never got attacked. It was only the other two. And like the combat system got deeper. Like there were like positions in the va- positions in the vanguard and the rear guard uh, setting up uh, setting up a uh, squads essentially within the actual battalion that you have.
1: Like a pre selected party?
0: Uh no, not a pre selected party. Like uh the way that the way that it seemed to look is that uh like within your within your group of six, you could then like subdivide it up into groups of like one, two, or three. Which wouldn't which would then like have their which would then like have bonuses that apply to each of them.
1: Yeah, this really sounds like a dream in Persona Q. Yeah,
0: it's basically but that. And I didn't and I I didn't, I, I, I didn't I know that going in.
1: Being ripped off by uh, Nippon Ichi instead.
0: Yeah, I didn't really know that going in, and I don't really like those games. So no. I so mean, Persona, it was.
1: Q, Persona Q has the Persona characters to like. I guess if you really like that, you might be able to put put up with the the gameplay. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't really care for just a regular Adrian Odyssey games. Is there is there an enemy uh, on the maps that like you can see? Nope. That's like harder than the random. Oh, okay. They don't have those.
0: Nope, you just walk around and all of a sudden a um, JPEG of a portal begins to swirl towards you and then you end up in a fight.
1: Yeah, because the thing the thing Q and Adrian Odyssey do is like, oh, there's also that one guy who's on the field that you can actually see that you have to like get around or else you must fight them and they're hard.
0: Yeah. See, so, yeah, I tried that game immediately and then used the money I got from it to get fucking magic cards. That sounds fair, but the game that I traded in to get that game was Link's Awakening.
1: Oh no, the rumored Link's Awakening.
0: Yes, so I have made it have made it no secret that I am not a Zelda fan, but I've also I'm made it no secret that survived. I. Pardon?
1: I'm surprised you survived.
0: I know, right? It's just because people don't care what I say.
1: God, I'm not a Zelda fan. What? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, sir! You just hear a lot of clicks, and you look up, and everyone is pointing guns at you.
0: <laughs> okay, first off, how did you get to my house? Second off, it's a, that's a bit of an overreaction, don't you think? But anyway, yeah, it's I
1: like the, the, the Warhammer Forty K Heresy guys come after you for that. Yeah, serious business.
0: But yeah, like I've never been a Zelda. I've never really been a big Zelda fan. Like I have. I've given it a fair shake. I think, like I played, like my first experience with Legend of Zelda was uh, Ocarina of Time, which I played for five minutes and didn't like. Switched over, so I switched over to Donkey Kong sixty four, which I also didn't like. Then didn't touch the games. Then didn't touch the games until uh, two thousand eighteen. I'm oh, sorry, two thousand seventeen. More likely, when I tried um, Majora's Mask. Um, Link Between Worlds and Wind Waker all back to back. And yeah, I still didn't like the way Zelda controlled, but I fucking love Link Between Worlds. And then throughout various times of trying to play Link to the Past, I also really enjoyed that. Or at least what I've played of it so far. And so I think I'm just not a 3D Zelda fan.
1: Have you played the original?
0: Uh, I tried recently. No. Just no. Okay. Yeah, like you just dropped in. You just dropped into a fucking like middle of nowhere, and then you're expected to in, you're expected to go around and just kind of find everything. It tells you hey. nothing.
1: Like bsh- hey, you're in Zelda. Go Zelda.
0: Yeah, like, the only reason I know anything about actually playing that original Zelda game is because Zelda has permeated the gaming culture so much that I just kind of know things by default. Like, oh, if I have full heart containers, if I have, like, fucking full health, then my sword fucking shoots out a beam or whatever. Like, that shit is... Like, I think, like, with the first dungeon or whatever, you have to, like, fucking go find a bomb and then put it against a random rock. Yeah. Which like I get that to a lot of people the joy of that first game is the joy of exploration and discovery. No. Just no, I I am not that kid. I prefer Lego sets.
1: Prefer to build your own adventure.
0: No, I mean like I like like the b- biggest comparison I could like, kind of pair, compare to these things is that like the Legend of Zelda, the original one, is just like a fucking box of Legos that have no instructions. You can just make whatever you want. Yeah, I'm the kid who follows a instruction booklet. Like you give me a box of Legos or a pre built Lego set or like a or like a Lego set to build yourself, I go toward the Lego set. I like direction. I like I like having a clear path forward.
1: Are you Zach the Lego guy?
0: Uh, no. I'm not a Lego maniac.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I just see you walking into school with like a box of Legos that you juggle on one finger and then just put it all together.
0: <laughs> I'm nowhere near that next time.
1: While somebody sings about how great you are.
0: <laughs> no one even said I was okay in and I and back when I was in elementary school. Oh. Yeah, I was the weird
1: one. So that's why you don't want to go to Eternal High School. Yeah, Eternal
0: High School will be fucking trash. I was on the trivia team. Oh wow and I wasn't even good at it. I was on the trivia B team. Anyway. It's Link's Awakening. Re released recently on the on the Switch. I got a full remake. I like it. It's good. It's all I really have to say about it. it just, uh, it's good. Yeah, like, it plays like Zelda. It's got fucking the puzzles and shit like Zelda does. It's got all the fucking items and whatever. I don't I don't really have a good grasp of how to like, fucking properly critique Zelda games because they're all kind of the same. <laughs> like Breath of the Wild is the biggest fucking change. and Before that it was probably Wind Waker because with Wind Waker they actually tried to give Link character.
1: Yes, they gave him character and they gave him a boat.
0: Yeah. And they get into this and like any character that was there is now gone cuz it's a fucking game from before Link had character. Um like the game the game itself is like the like it's the old Link st- it's the old Zelda style where it's like isometric top down perspective. Uh everything kind of looks like toys. Like not like a not like in a way where you meant is meant to be like you know, hey, look, look at all these fucking look at, look at the fucking toy box you're playing with. They just kind of look like figurines to me.
1: They look like chibis.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit, like plastic chibis. Ha- like everything has this like very nice sheen to it, um, and as an art style, I think it works really well. Uh, makes the game feel kind of like light and fun. Uh, it works really, it works well with like all the enemies that you got to fight. Uh, some of those enemies look really bad like those weird fucking like segmented circle snake things like they, like they move in arc patterns and whenever they hit a wall they bounce off the wall and then begin an arc in a different direction wow those things I look what called. yeah I don't know I have no idea what they're called either but those things look really out of place but the rest of it all looks really great um puzzle like all the puzzles I think are A little obtuse, but otherwise fairly well made. Um, A neat thing, I don't know if this is in the original, but uh, in every dungeon, um, so in every dungeon you get, you know, you get the item, you get the map, the compass, silver keys, big key, and then the other item that you get in in these dungeons at least is a stone beak, because every once in a while you'll find an owl statue that you put the beak into, it'll give you clues about like this area or or an area like that's very close by that then will tell you, like, that will like, give you a hint on how to get the key or whatever.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, those all work really cool. Um, it's the same kind of progression of each, each area, you get a thing, and then that thing works towards you defeating the boss and then helps you out in the next area. All real simple progression stuff that works.
1: Is the story still the same as usual with him, like, Lick was on a boat, and then he got shipwrecked, and then landed on an island.
0: Yep. And I'm, and so I'm pretty sure it's all a dream.
1: Uh, I mean, do you care about spoilers? I like beat it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was all a dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just they had that ending where, like, Lynn kind of wakes up on the ship, like wakes up floating on a fucking piece of like driftwood or whatever, and looks up, and the whale that he fucking saved in his dream is there.
1: It was the whale's dream it was the whale's dream that like he went into what so like when you when you when you ended the whale's dream by saving him like everyone else went away and then link woke up
0: that's wh- i did not get that at all
1: yeah that's i know it's 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 hard unless they change it that's what happened in- i mean i'm i'm not i haven't played their Remake yet? Yeah, like the way that, that they de-
0: the way that they describe it basically is like like every, every time you beat one of the enemies, like every time you beat one of the bosses, um, as he, as you like progress through the game, they start talking more and more about no, don't wake it up, you don't know what'll happen. Yeah, and then you get to the end and you fucking wake and you're like like wake up the fucking dream whale or whatever the bird dream bird bird whale. Yeah, and then it's like, hey Link, how's it going? Thanks for getting me out of that egg. Bye And then Link wakes up and then all of a sudden the whale is just kind of flying above him. And I don't. I don't know if I'm just like forgetting or I skipped over a piece of dialogue or something, but. It seemed to imply that it was a dream and then or was it because that whales then there above. It. I don't remember them ever like talking about how this was specifically the whales dream.
1: I mean, I think that I'm pretty sure that's how the original went. Is like you know, the whale was dreaming and you woke it up and that's why he's there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. So
1: every, everything except Link was in the whale's dream and there's like the thing with the girl. In the, in the original Game Boy game, if like you did whatever, you, you think for you 100% complete it, then like the girl also shows up outside the dream.
0: Well, I wasn't doing I that. What her name is? Yeah. Well, I wasn't fucking doing that because, uh kind yeah. of like,
1: the, there's there's a there's a girl in the game, right? The like link.
0: No, yeah, there, there's there's a girl. So, she's kind so, sort of into she's into you.
1: Yeah, and she's like, I, she's like, I want I want to fly like a bird and be free. I want to leave like this like island. In a few hundred, yeah, and if you hundred percent, it, then not only is the fish there, but also a bird flies by. That's implied to be her. <laughs> and that's that's about it.
0: Okay. Wait, well, yeah, I wasn't gonna be hundred percenting it because um. This has kind of similar stuff to, uh, kind of similar stuff to like, uh, like, uh, the, uh, like original Zelda of just, it tells you nothing. Like, still, yeah, still tell, it still, it right. still tells, it still tells you, like, hey, go this way to get, go this way to get to the next thing, which that I appreciated, but, like, the, like, the colored armor or the colored tunic, uh, you can go into, like, a, co- you can go into a, uh, what they call like what they call like the color dungeon and then when you beat that uh, you get the option of wearing either a blue tunic or a red tunic with the blue tunic you take less damage and with the red tunic you do more you deal more damage essentially permanent versions of two different uh like random drop pickups that you get but that I only heard about because I got stuck in a couple parts looked up walkthroughs and then saw people wearing other colors so I googled them or like other weird shit like that where it's like hey if you do this this and that you'll get this thing that's essential to beating the game. Whoa.
1: Hey, can you rob the shopkeeper?
0: Um, I never tried. Oh. But like probably cuz you cuz how the shop works is you pick up the item and then bring the item to the shopkeeper. Yeah. But I suppose you could just run right out the fucking door.
1: Well, the thing the thing is in the original game you could run out the case thief and then like your link link gets renamed to thief for the rest of the game <laughs> go back and if you go back into the store shopkeeper's like i told you there'd be consequences of stealing for me and then he just like kills you with lightning
0: <laughs> yeah i never tried that yeah i never even thought to try Perfect. it
1: i mean i think it, it probably still works but I, yeah that was like one of the the infamous zelda things where it's like hey thief
0: yeah, I that that was, that was just kind of like back in the day when there were all these like weird things that had to, like spread through like rumor. But it was true. Yeah, like the, like those fucking like a uh, like more like in Mortal Kombat 1 where you could like fight reptile if you got like a perfect if you got like a flawless victory on the pit when the witch was flying by the moon. Because you know that because you know that that makes sense.
1: Yeah, of course it does. Makes like, sense to me.
0: Like I know people talk about like handholding in games a lot, but just some sense of direction.
1: That's what the internet is for. <laughs> well, no, really, a lot of things. It's like, it's like we just make games now, assuming that people will just go on the internet to see what to. Do. So we don't try to make it very hard.
0: Yeah, but there are still like fucking there there are still puzzle games out there there that do hard puzzles today.
1: There was like there was like one guy who was just he was just like bemoaning the invention of the Internet. Like just just as far as games, because like back in the day, like a a game could keep you going for like over a year with all the mystery. Now, it's like people just rip everything to know about the game and put it post on the Internet the instant they get it. All challenges just gone. I miss those days. No, there's they still challenge What
0: What he misses isn't challenge, what he misses is weird esoteric bullshit that they fucking like coded in to go, hey, we'll find this we'll find this stupid thing. You gotta fucking lay a bomb down here for five seconds and then kick it away just the right second. If you do, then you get to unlock this fucking fancy thing where it turns your sword into a penis.
1: Yeah, he miss he misses uh, surprise, basically.
0: I miss back in the day when I told when I told kids in the arcade that Chun li could throw our bracelets and they believed me. I I do not miss those days.
1: I miss back in the day when I tell people that like you could br- brutally kill people in Mortal Kombat for fatalities, and they didn't believe me. <laughs> it was actually true.
0: <laughs> you were the opposite. You were trying to tell them what was actually in the game. And they're like, "No, it's not. You fucking I, dumbass." I, I,
1: I was like, "No, really. If you if you do this, you could do this, and they like, can't. You're just talking." I was like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, then they beat you up outside. I wasn't that. I wasn't that no. bullied. <laughs> they didn't beat me up. They just didn't listen to me. I was.
0: But anyway, enough about our sad, sad childhoods. <laughs> uh, moving on from the switch. Uh, I, I played, I played, so actually speaking of throwbacks, I played something that I haven't played in 15 years. Oh. A demo.
1: A demo. Yes. A demo to what? A demo to Neocab,
0: which is a new um, adventure-ish game, I guess, uh, where you are a cab driver.
1: I was going to say Neocab. Do you you drive a cab?
0: Yeah, well, it's like rideshare kind of thing.
1: Is this like Crazy Taxi?
0: Uh, No, no, 100% not. You don't even control the taxi. You, it is a... It is, it is like a um, it is a talking character based kind of adventure game. So you are playing as a woman who is moving into a new city uh, to move in with her to move with a long lost to move with a friend of hers that she has not um, that she has not a to in a while. They had a big falling out. So then they fucking got back to start talking again. And now they're like, hey, come out to the city of Los Hoyos. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Come out I, to the I don't know. yeah, it's O J O S. So I'm assuming it's O Y O S.
1: Sounds about right, but I'm. Um, I can't. I can't confirm that.
0: But yeah, so move out to this big city with me, and so she does. Um, and she is one of the last human car drivers in the world, or at least in the country, because a oh com- no,
1: them, them damn automation took over all our jobs.
0: Exactly. A company called Capra actually replaced all of the taxis as well as all of the cars, basically, with auto cars.
1: Did they replace them trucks, too? Yeah. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. And so there are only a few car. There are only like a few person driven cars around anymore.
1: This is oddly like political because people really are complaining about that these days. Like, what are we going to do about all our, our driving economy when there's automated cars?
0: Oh, we'll get there. Trust me. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But yeah, so she gets into the city, um, and the gameplay is largely you going to pick up passengers and then talking to those passengers. Like they all have their own stories. They all have their own like personalities and stuff. And you just and you just talk to them and try to give them a enjoyable ride experience while talking to them about stuff. Um. And, like, near the end of the demo, uh, you have been, like, you've been talking to your friend on, like, through text and stuff because she was, because she had something to deal with and she was going to meet up with somebody. I was like, hey, drop me off here. I'm going to go do this thing. And then you get a message from her where she is getting grabbed. Because they, because they'll occasionally send each other gifts of themselves. Yeah. And the video and like the last gift she sent you is her, her going, oh, and then her phone falling off to the side. And she's like, oh fuck, drive to where you go pick her up and you find her phone on the ground. And then the rest of the game is you driving around, picking up passengers and talking to them to try to get clues about what happened to your friend. And the kind of interesting wrinkle in all this is that your emotional state will determine your dialogue options.
1: So if you're mad, like you can't just like you just like ah, tell me.
0: Kind of actually, um, like like one of the things uh, early on, uh, like like during the during your first ride in the game, um, this guy is like, hey, I'm gonna go, like, hey, I'm out here taking photos of stuff. I'm gonna be going to take a photo of Capra Tower, which is like you know the corporate headquarters, giant tower, and and so you have three dialogue options, which is like snarky shitting on the corporation, snarky shitting on the corporation, and then. Middle of the road. I mean, it's a beautiful building. If you try to select that, you are too mad about Capra existing to compliment them at all.
1: Does it say that?
0: Yeah, like you click on it and it goes, and, it go, and, you, and, you, and, like, and like this narration kind of comes over. There's no voice actor; it's all written. But like this narration writing comes over. They just says it says the the mere mention of Capra makes the makes the skin on my like makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and my blood boil. I cannot bring myself to compliment them. And right after you get to the city and meet your friend, you're actually given a device that visually represents your this visually represents your mood, so that it's not just you trying to base based off of like context clues what your mood is. It's this little bracelet, and it has like a, and essentially a three stages of, well, there's multiple variations, but essentially three stages of mood. Uh, if you are green, then you are chill, calm, cool, everything's cool. If it's blue, you're depressed. If it's red, you're getting angry. If it's yellow, you're getting happy. And then, the, and then depending on what level of that you're at, level one, level two, level three, that will determine the ten- intensity of the mood that you're in. And that also determines what dialogue options you get. Some options will be locked off. Other options will appear new and actually be highlighted in the color that, you, that your mood is that brought about that response on. And it's neat. It adds actually this weird little bit of character um, to the dialogue options because with a lot of these games, or with a lot of like, you know, dialogue option driven games it's just kind of hey here are all these dialogue options there's one middle of the road one good one bad and then it's like hey choose the way you want to play
1: yeah it's like you can't be like I, you can't just shift your uh your emotional tone to like say what to tell people what they want to hear
0: yeah it's like an la noir when you're like you murdered your husband didn't you it's like no i didn't sorry just got to sick to see what falls out you can't like swing back and forth like that you actually it actually have you actually have to like bring yourself actually down a couple of stages in order to be able to talk like in order to be able to talk like uh, like, you, like you kind of want to, which is interesting. I actually really like that idea. Um, I'm only like I said, I only play the demo and which is like the first 30 minutes of the game. It's like it's your first three cab rides essentially. So I haven't gotten super deep to see if like anything kind of if that like system sours or gets old at any point. Uh, but it is really neat um, and the world and the game itself it has this very like neo-noir light aesthetic to it because the entire game, like I said, is narrated over by this person. Uh, and so having this constant running monologue, having constant running inner dialogue, um, where she's like describing her passengers, describing emotional states and like thinking through things, thinking things through by herself. Um, gives it that kind of neo-noir side, gives it that neo-noir feel. Uh, the city itself, all the buildings are just very like gray and drab, blacked out, but they have like a, they just have like bright neon over everything, and that's kind of everything in this game in terms of not people. All the, all like the cars, all the buildings and stuff, they are just kind of, they're just kind of hidden behind all this like bright neon bloom from all of the signs and windows and stuff, which like aesthetically, it kind of reminds me of like a more neon, the wolf among us, which also, which leaned real hard on that neo-noir style. And let I say neo-noir light, cause it doesn't get, at least for what I've played so far, it doesn't get full into that, like, really like dark, like detective stuff because you're playing a cab driver.
1: Uh, so it's not like, I that mugs you got away from me this time, but I know he's at the docks. I'll be waiting.
0: Uh, that is that is old original noir.
1: Okay, I don't I don't know
0: neo noir. Neo noir is just like contemporary noir, like set in the modern day. People talk like modern people, but oh. it's still noir stuff. And like they're and like they've already started kind of like laying in the seeds of what this could possibly be about. Uh, like your friend is working for like a for like an activist group or something, and there's also a very big anti car movement within the city. And when I say anti-car, I don't mean anti-auto car. I mean anti-car at all. Like one of the passengers you pick up is uh, a person who is part of a... It's a person who's part of a anti-car group that essentially... Essentially, hey, I've been hurt by a car. Call a raid on this location. They'll come up and fuck up any car in the area.
1: Oh, wow. So it's, it's not even like climate... They just don't like cars?
0: Yeah, just fuck cars.
1: Okay. Like, this
0: person even says they like. that they are embarrassed. Like, like, hey, could you, like, could you, like, are these windows tinted or whatever? I I don't want to be seen inside of a car. Shh. And your roommate actually, at, your friend actually asked you to park a couple of blocks away from the apartment so that people won't think she's pro car. There's this whole weird thing that I don't. Fully get it's like taking the it's like taking like the anti automation model but to like the most ridiculous extreme.
1: I mean, it's, it sounds like the whole climate change thing. It's not about the climates. We with the whole like there's too there's too much. We need to lower our carbon footprint and all the, all those crazy. You know,
0: no, like that is like lowering carbon footprint. That makes sense to me. But hey, any car is a bad car. Like I'm pretty sure that the like the uh, the activists that you pick up is like calls them like death cubes or something like all cars because they were hit by a automated car and then start giving you shit then start giving you kind of shit about being a car driver like I I kind of don't get that
1: so I, I guess I guess like automation has gotten to the point where they just. Associate cars with like soulless machines that just cause problems and they don't care about. So they're just like, oh, maybe you're just like them.
0: I mean, I mean you're the game. Like the, them I mean the drive game. Car. Yeah, the, the game takes place in the far off and distant future of the future. So I have no idea how many years it's been since automation started really taking over.
1: It's hard to tell with those games. Yeah, it's like Catherine. Where it's like, oh, surprise! It's actually like the 2040s. <laughs> You just didn't know because we were in a retro area of town.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I was interested in this game a lot actually. Like uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed what I played. I found the uh, I found the idea of the, the like the emotion based dialogue options to be interesting, and I liked I liked most of the look. Uh, the probably the weakest aspect of the game so far has been the actual like character animation because it looks like a kind of poorly done motion comic. Like it looks like they essentially drew. It looks like they drew essentially like one character model, like one character portrait for each person in the game. Put that over a semi three D like put that put that as like a texture over a semi three D model, and just slowly and then just subtly manipulate it to show different emotions. Like like whenever a character is like smiling or something, you can't like I couldn't actually see them smile because or couldn't tell if they were smiling because the movement on their mouth was so minimal that it barely registered as movement.
1: It's like, is that a smile? I can't tell.
0: Yeah. Which actually kind of explains why they have the, why they have the fucking bracelet that shows you your emotion. So that you can actually get an idea of it's what okay. your character's emotion is. It's,
1: it's like, I'm mad. It's, it's like, am I mad? I can't tell my mouth isn't moving. But actually, the it, bracelet. But actually, yeah, it, I'm mad.
0: It does kind of make sense in the world with the justification they gave. Like justification of it is that by having your emotions literally on your sleeve, you're able to better understand your own emotions and help like keep them regulated as well as other people are able to better understand your emotions and thus less likely to do like weird fucking social faux pas and like piss you off even more.
1: Oh, so it's basically like if everyone's if everyone's aware of their own emotions, it's harder for I kind of yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, the way that the way that the character described it, at least it is like everyone has their own emotional superpowers now. Which makes no sense to me, but I get where they're coming from in terms of. In terms I mean, of like the has overall idea.
1: superpowers, like if you get I, I think enough, the emo- you I think when she says emotional fire.
0: superpower, I mean, she has a superpower of being able to know what you're feeling. Oh, also, it determines this by reading your blood.
1: So is it like always inject is it like always sucking your blood out?
0: Uh no, it is it is uh it's using science to scan your blood from the outside. Okay. It's a it's a fucking sci-fi future device. It doesn't have to make sense. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I was really interested in this game and so I was waiting for it to come out. It came out. I had no money. So I'm like I want to review this for the site. So, hey, publisher, could you send me a code? And they did. So, So uh, the folks at Fellow Traveler, uh, they did end up uh, approving my request for review codes. So, full disclosure, I was supplied a copy of this game. So, going forward, I guess, have that paint my opinion as you will. But I, I'm interested in this game. I want to see where this goes. Uh, so far, at least from what I've played, uh, the demo and other stuff, the characters... Like all the different characters you run into are real fucking characters. Like one guy you meet is part of a like depressing like a like a cult of depression. Like he believe like he like this group believes that a giant worm lives under the city in the in the abandoned subway tunnels, and it feeds off of the pain and suffering that happens in the city. So the more pain and suffering you have, the greater reward you will get when the worm finally ascends.
1: This sounds what well, I think they live in Men in Black.
0: Uh, I was thinking Gears, War, Gears of Gears War Two. Oh, the giant worm. Trying to think, Jacinto. But anyway, yeah, I new cap's cool. I enjoy it. I have, I enjoy what I played of it so far. I will be playing more of it and kind of getting into a review for it that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. But I, since I haven't written a review in three years. I have found that now I am suffering from review anxiety.
1: Surprised they gave you a review copy. Like, hey, I haven't. Re-
0: well, like the website like
1: to is yours.
0: Well, like the website is still going and we're also podcasting regularly.
1: Okay, that's true.
0: And like an actual written reviews are becoming less and less of a thing. So I guess they're just like hey, you podcast regularly. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, it's just this weird, just like this weird feeling where it's like, all right, I'm gonna play this game for review. Why am I having trouble breathing?
1: I hope they like my review.
0: No, it's not even that. It's like a matter of I don't know if I actually can review it. Oh, I don't know. It's really fucking weird, and I do not so understand
1: you're afraid, it. You're afraid. You're afraid if you don't review it, they'll be like, he lied. Never give him a review copy again. Well, now I am. Okay, well, what were you anxious about?
0: I don't know. Just the act of playing a game for review freaks me out now, and I don't know why.
1: Well, I just told you why. That's why. No, I wasn't even thinking about that before. Well, now you are. God damn it! That's why you're. That's why you're anxious. I, I've. I. I read your emotions. Your emotional sensor device that you don't have because it doesn't exist. You're not helping. Uh yes, I am.
0: No, you're not. Shut up. Moving on from there, a uh, couple online games that I have that I try to get back into. Um, one of them, which I already played before, and one of them, which is completely new to me. <coughs> so I'll start with a new one. I tried Dauntless. Dauntless okay. is like Dauntless is like a massively multiplayer instanced monster hunter. Where you are playing a slayer, uh, a group of people that uh, go to these different floating islands to kill behemoths on them in order to open up new territory for their colony or whatever. I don't know. The whole story thing isn't really really important. This sounds
1: like like an excuse for Monster Hunter.
0: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, you fucking fight monsters. They drop items, which you then use to craft weapons and armor to then go fight stronger monsters that then drop items for you to craft more weapons and armor. But the big brouhaha with it is that you jump, you jump into it and it is a four player multiplayer version of that. So there's a hub world where you get, where you get like quest submissions and stuff and then you go on a hunt and you are put in, and if you aren't, you don't have a party, then you are put into a random party of four people.
1: That always works well.
0: It has so far, actually, like that, like it actually works. Everyone hunts the monster.
1: Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't require like complex planning. Nope,
0: you go there, uh, dodge his attacks, hit it a lot, and then you win.
1: Okay, cleric, cleric, you keep the heals and the buffs coming. And uh, all right.
0: The, and there so, is, there is so no cleric. Ra- Ranger, Everyone,
1: everyone's a DPS. Ranger, you, you you need you need to you need to know when, when to pull it exactly. If you pull it too early, we'll all die. Okay, let's do this. Leroy Jenkins.
0: <laughs> so it's none of that. Not from what I have played so far. It seems just if your numbers are good and you don't die, you win.
1: Like, it doesn't require strategic management of characters.
0: Not that I, not that I've seen so far. Like everyone, like pretty much everyone, is the same class. It's just a matter of how fast you attack based on your weapon.
1: So, like Monster Hunter.
0: Yeah, but there is no real strategy. It's just kind of, oh, hey, here's the enemy. I hit, I hit, I hit. It's going to attack. I dodge. I hit, I hit, I hit. And your weapon also determines what kind of dodge you have. Like when you start out, everyone starts out with a long sworder, basically, like like the basic starting sword. And then when you dodge, it's just you rolling out of the way. Getting into the game, the first thing I did was switch over to uh, these chained sickle kind of things, chained scythe head kind of things, which then turned my dash into like a vertical slide almost, where I'm just like Foom, leaving this like trail of blue energy behind me. I was like just kind of dash to the side and then begin to attack, and I attack a bit faster. And then the bonus, and then I also get like a thing where if I kill a minion, then my, if I kill like a minion of a boss, or like kill a minion of a monster, then my attacks get faster. I don't know. I did not like it. I think I went on three hunts, and I just wasn't having fun. Like, it seemed seemed like the gameplay loop was not what, was not what it, was not, didn't have the same kind of, it didn't hook me, like, at all. Like all it seemed like was just you play to get bigger numbers to play to get bigger numbers to play to get bigger numbers.
1: Yeah, that's how they, that's how those games work is is this a free game? Yes yeah, that's how those games typically work like hey do this again and again yeah and again
0: and those games never yeah. and those games aren't really for me.
1: and again forever.
0: Yep. Uh, the other online game I tried to get back into was overwatch actually. Oh no. Yeah, I had, un- I had unsolved the game like a year ago and hadn't played it since and then I was just kind of sitting down there I saw a bunch of Overwatch memes and I was just like yeah sure let's try it. So I'm back in it. First thing I noticed that made me fucking laugh out loud was so originally what would happen was you just if you go to quick match it would just be quick match and then you go in and then you, get, and then you just choose what your character is from all of them. What you do now is you queue up as the certain character classes. So instead of going in and then trying to fight over which one of you gets to be the fucking sniper, you get to choose. All right, do I want do I want to queue as as fucking damage dealing characters, uh, support characters, tank characters, or all three? And what's hilarious is not only was the wait time for damage dealing characters twice as long as the other two you actually get incentivized with in-game rewards for queuing up as a support or a tank. Like boot of the game and it's like, "All right, yeah, if you queue as a tank or a support, you get a you get a free loot box." Or it's like, "Hey, you get 25 why, credits." And that keeps why, happening.
1: Do they, do they do they need like specific types of characters?
0: No, it's because it's because literally every single person who plays that fucking game wants to be fucking like reaper. Oh. Like, every, like, everyone queued up as, like, basically everyone, like, the majority of players queue up as damage. But, but so, so, then, so then because of that, there was basically nobody playing as tank or support, so a bunch of people are just sitting in queues waiting. And that's just fucking hilarious to me.
1: I guess so. It
0: might also be because they, like, uh, took defense and offense and then merged them into just damage. So now there is literally twice the amount of damage dealing characters as there are tanks or supports. Which I will never really understand that decision.
1: The defense is also damaged now. It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, but okay. but yeah, and so this also, this also had the uh, added benefit of always having relatively balanced teams. Because if you ever played like competitive, like in the competitive season... Then they would say, like, hey, going into this, everyone would say, all right, yeah, two tanks, two healers, two others. And then, but then, fucking, the majority of the time, what would happen is that the person who said that would be called a slur, and then, they, and then everyone would try, everyone would end up fighting over fucking Black Widow or Widowmaker. I was like, no, stop it! And then there's one guy who is always Bastion, even on attack. And then we get to the end. It's like it's your fault we lost. No, it's your fault, you fucking asshole. And then more slurs. Because hey, the Overwatch community so, is incredibly toxic.
1: I'm gonna say I guess the Overwatch community hasn't improved.
0: Uh, it's kind of improved because they've been forced to improve.
1: It's it's it's, it's 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 telling when your community is so toxic that developers have to intervene.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And but yeah, I still enjoy playing Overwatch. Like I am a like I was already a tank and support guy, so just me getting essentially rewarded for playing what I already played is fun. And they also introduced a new um, support character that I really enjoy playing. His name is Sigma. He has a healing grenade launcher, hmm. as well as a gun, just a regular gun.
1: How long is his gun heal too?
0: Uh, no, his gun kills. His grenade launcher heals then his other like and his other abilities are like a it's it's like a little like kind of like an area effect healing thing where you heal yourself as well as others um you pop up a device where just as long as characters are within the area around the device they can't die like if you ever dropped to zero health and you just bounce back up to 40 which is neat uh the device is destroyable too, so and I so I never really get like a super amount of uh wait, no, it's not Sigma, that, that's it's Baptiste, that's what it fucking is. Baptiste, sorry. Sigma's the tank. Baptiste is the healer that I like. Yeah, so we got that. Um and then his ult is an amplification matrix. But that's what it's called. Where any bullets that are shot through it, damage is doubled. Any healing stuff that shot through it, the damn the healing is doubled.
1: Hmm. So what's he put up like a thing in front of him.
0: Basically, just a little like just, just a little glowing square that if you shoot through, things get doubled. Yeah, anyway, it's fun. I like playing as him. I also played a bit of Sigma, who is the new tank, who is like gravity based. He's weird. They're all weird. I. Overwatch is kind of something that I like. I basically put on in the background, despite actively playing.
1: So you don't you don't put your full attention to the game.
0: No, I usually the reason they lost. I usually have my other monitor on on, watching YouTube. I'm watching regular media (sighs) videos. You scrub. Or I'm watching people. Or I'm watching people play Commander games.
1: It's your fault we lost. I have never actually listened to an Overwatch angry rager. So. neither have i
0: because I mute them all. Oh, I have the game on permamute.
1: So you don't even talk to anybody in the game. Fuck you're like, no. "I can't.
0: Wow. Why the hell would I? I
1: don't know. So you can cooperate or I am I'm, I'm playing support I, with air in, air in air quotes.
0: Yeah, I'm playing support. I'm already cooperating.
1: She's like I don't need to. I just shoot healing grenades at you and yeah, basically,
0: it. I look on my map for the person who is—I w- look on my map for the person who has the healing icon on them. Run over and shoot them with a grenade, then run away. And that's my—and sub- that's my cooperation. It's worked so far. I guess it does. Huh, yeah. and Then final thing I've been playing—the thing I've actually been playing the most, which kind of surprised me—is uh, Mafia Three. And the reason this the reason this one surprised me the most with how much time I put into it, is because I already tried it before and then uninstalled it. But now here I am, like fifteen hours in.
1: Well, what changed?
0: I don't know, because on the outside, I mean, like, like outside looking in, nothing changed. It's still the same game. It's still the same me, basically
1: you know what? I think I'm gonna give that Mafia game a second. Essentially,
0: yeah. Essentially, I was just going through my list of games that I play that I have, just looking at stuff I haven't beaten, and I was like Mafia Three. I don't think I ever gave that a fair shake. I think I just kind of like fell off and never, tried, never tried playing it. Let's try putting like all my attention into it. And now I am, like I said, like fucking 15, 20 hours in, and I'm still going. Hmm. I have taken over most. I've taken over like fifty percent of the city. I have, th- I have all of my, all of my fucking underbosses all have a fucking, I'll have a fucking city district under their control. It's cool. I, I'm, I'm just th-
1: boss now.
0: Yeah. Uh, the shooting still doesn't feel great. And I understand, and I, I kind of understand like the more I played a bit with it off why they had aim assist on by default. But that doesn't really an excuse. It's like, hey, yeah, guys, I, play, I played this game. You guys, by default, the aim assist is on super high. If you turn it off, the shooting fucking sucks. We better have aim assist on. But no, I, I, I'm, having a, I'm having a fun time with this GTA clone. Largely I because I think I get a visceral thrill out of taking over territory.
1: This is my, my house now.
0: Yeah, I'm like a dog who just peed on something. and was like, hey, yes, this is mine.
1: mine. I'm a good boy. Mine. These your shoes. Mine now.
0: Yeah. Hey, does anyone see my computer? Uh-uh. My computer.
1: Nice car, Bob. Mine now.
0: <laughs> I was like, hey, nice car. Like, just standing in the driveway over the hedges. Like, yeah, that's a nice car, Bob. When did you get it? Oh, like two weeks ago. Cool. Want to see my new car? His car's just gone. <laughs> and it's in my driveway now. It's like, wait a minute. It's like, hey, what's that, Bob? Just standing on the hood now, peeing on the windshield. <laughs> what's that, Bob? Just give my car a wash.
1: Just give it a wash, yeah. You want it back?
0: No, nah, it's, it's it's fine.
1: It's like, you interested? I'll sell it to you. No, no, it's all right.
0: That's fine. It's like, you already peed on all my money. <laughs> just to they, just they go to pull out their debit card, you just piss on it in their hand. I'm oh, sorry, is this yours? Mine now. <laughs> What's the pin, by the way? I'll just change it to the bank. I have 19 debit cards, all with different names, and they're all still mine. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I forgot the pin on my bank card. Just hand it over. This smells like piss. Okay, I understand, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's stupid. Anyway, that's all that's I've been playing this week. News-wise, there is a bit, uh, or I actually, should say there is one, because the other piece of news I found will appeal to no one but me, and at least on the show, I think.
1: Okay, we'll we'll start with that one.
0: Okay, uh, the three the three job-based character classes for Yakuza Like a Dragon have been revealed. Is that the uh? The RPG one? Yeah, that is Yakuza 7. Okay. Yeah so, and there, so, yeah, so there are three jobs, like I said. Um, There is, we'll start with, I guess, the female-exclusive one.
1: Idol. Oh, no. A Yakuza Idol? Yes. <laughs> oh, no.
0: It is a female-exclusive class that offers buffs to teammates as well as healing and then um, things to enchant and distract enemies.
1: How old is this female character supposed to be?
0: Um, I'm assuming you will have a couple
1: of them. Oh, I'm gonna say because you know, most idols are usually like 18 to 21 max.
0: The idol. So this is this is the character class. It doesn't mean it's the actual what the character is. Oh. Yeah. Um. The second job is fortune teller, which is your magic class. They have low defense, but they can call on stranger mystical powers via a crystal ball.
1: Is there like a thing in Japan?
0: Uh, apparently.
1: Like Persona 5 had the same thing. Just a random fortune teller sitting in the middle of the street. Yeah. I don't like, know. Like they just have like fortune tellers just out on the street. Like, hey, want me to read your fortune?
0: Yeah. Again, I have no idea.
1: I've never been there.
0: And then um, the final one is Riot Police, which is, you know, they're all their tanks.
1: They have riot shields? Probably. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. They are, um... They are, um... They've been rated... They've been, like... They essentially have, like, equivalents um, listed next to them, with the idol being equivalent to, like, a dancer in other RPGs, the fortune teller being the mage, and the riot police being the knight or tank. And... Within these... with, with, With these jobs, I believe... I believe there there might be more um, announced because three seems a bit light. But uh, in order there's to
1: get, so, there's also several classes that like aren't in like your typical RPG class. Yeah, I mean, where's the where, where's the fast, hard hitting one?
0: Uh, we'll find out, I guess, as we get closer to release. But uh, yeah, in order to actually apply for these jobs, um, you need um the you need to you need to meet a set you need need you need to meet a set standard of entry level life experience. Which includes stuff like uh, building your stats, like charm, mentality, or enthusiasm, and then taking an entrance exam for the job, and then you can just build your class like that. I okay. I am int- I'm kind of interested. Well, sorry, not kind of. I am really interested in what this fucking game is, because I have. I'm a. I'm a very new, but no less devoted fan to the Yakuza series. Man, this seems real fucking weird.
1: It like, seems like it's a modern JRPG.
0: Like this entire yeah, but it's a modern JRPG in Yakuza. That's where this thing kind of cuts off. Like, how much of how much of an RPG is this game? Like, what is like what is Yakuza as an RPG? That's kind of what that's kind of where all of this is kind of coming from. Because I don't know, and I'm very interested. But anyway, those are that. On to the news people actually care about: uh, the PS5 is a thing. So, while speaking to Wired, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan um, released a bunch of new details about the about Sony's next generation console, which is now officially called the PS5.
1: What a shock! Yeah, I thought it'd be like called the the. The PX gam the PS gamma or something.
0: Yeah, I thought it would go. I thought it would go like the fucking um the Xbox route. It's like, all right, you love the PlayStation One, you love the PlayStation Two, you love the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, best-selling console of the generation. Now get ready for the PlayStation Three. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Our next-generation console.
1: Didn't we have that already? Yes, but no, so now we got a new one. So anyway, okay,
0: so, uh, we got some, so like I said, we got information about this thing. So in terms of tech stuff, there's a fucking spider hanging directly above my goddamn desk. Give me a second. I gotta kill it.
1: Oh no. He found my hidden spider camera.
0: I thought I felt a web on my face, and it turns out I was right.
1: Oh. You found my hidden spy camera, cleverly disguised as a spider.
0: Take that, Alex's aunt. Damn. Anyway, so the PS5 uh, will be having a CPU uh, based off of AMD's Ryzen line, as well as a GPU based off of AMD's Navi family. (coughs) Uh, This will mean they'll be able to support ray tracing. A a lighting and sound effect engine for 3D environments that people have been shooting the shit about for a while now. Um, It will also be ditching the spinning hard drive for an SSD. Uh, Which. Does
1: that mean it'll be quieter? Yes. Thank God.
0: Well, assuming that the fan isn't a fucking jet engine.
1: Okay. That's true. I guess guess they'll still need the fan, so all right.
0: Yeah, so SSDs. For those who don't know, stands for Solid State Drive. It is a format. It is a, a it is a long term well, long term storage format, like disk kind of thing. Uh, that instead of using a spinning fucking like a spinning tray of plates uh, to record all that data onto, it is just kind of there. I am I am great with computers.
1: Yes, you are. You know more than I do.
0: Yeah. So according to Um, according to uh, the folks at Sony, um, this with the, with the, with the SSDs, uh, they have significantly higher read and write speeds than traditional mechanical hard drives. So that means that, that means that, uh, uh, loading times on games will be significantly reduced. Um, if anybody saw that leaked footage of the PS5, like a couple of months back, uh, they actually showed off a... Side by side comparison on loading on the PS4 and then loading on their next generation console, and the next gen console was like one tenth of the speed, like one tenth the load time of the PS of the PS4. I believe they showed off a Spider Man for that demo. Oh yeah,
1: I remember that. Okay.
0: Yeah. So and so on top of on top of just having speed, it will also is also much more efficient in reading data. Uh, so according to this article. Uh, for a console, in order to actually read information off of a, off of a physical disc, um, a thing that reads the disc has to find the has to, has to seek the information, um, and then and then essentially in order to, has to seek out that information with a the actual physical thing. Uh, but in order to seek all of that stuff, like all the different assets that are in the game, they have to essentially duplicate data. In order, in order to make these things take a lot less time, otherwise, otherwise it would be like as you're going around, things are having to load in like individually, and that, that would just make a game look like fucking trash. Uh, so they have to duplicate that data in order to actually, in order to have the drive read it faster. Uh, but with uh, this, with an SSD, it won't have to dupe it all because just because the uh, just because like the read speed on the things is so much faster than just because the read speeds on a SSD are so much faster than a mechanical hard drive. They don't have to duplicate any of that data. So they, they can just fucking read it automatically. Yeah. Uh, so how so developers better. Yeah. So uh, some developed, so, so there are a bunch of different ways that a developer could use this new, um, could use this like new space. So fuck. I read this beforehand and now I'm getting fucking tongue tied. So, with this, with this need to no longer duplicate data, this saves a lot of spe- This saves a lot of space for the actual games. Uh, so, with this, will mean that developers will be able to use this new space in different ways, like creating like bigger or bigger um, worlds, more detailed worlds, worlds, and then they, it also means they could shrink down the sizes of games and the patches for the games. Uh, then shut off a bit of the, Then I like, talked a bit about the physical media. Uh, with the PS5 using 100 gigabyte optical discs, uh, which, it, you know, if it's a 4K Blu-ray player too, because that's, that actually is kind of important for the PS, for the Playstations. Like, Playstations are actually the most affordable Blu-ray players out there.
1: Which is a surprise.
0: Yeah. Uh, then they moved on to talking about game installation, which will be different. Uh, so with the simplified game data possible with the SSD, um, Sony is changing up the way that it is able, that you're able to install games in the disk by making it a bit more configurable. Uh, so according to Mark Cerny, uh, who was like, who was lead in architecture for this, I believe, he said, quote, rather than treating games like a big block of data, we're allowing finer grained access to the data, which means that you will only need to install part of the data. Of a game. Like, if say you just wanted to install the multiplayer side of things, or you just wanted to install the single player campaign, or just install the whole thing and then delete the single player campaign later while still maintaining the multiplayer.
1: If you're one of those people, you're one of those. Nerds. I, only want I only want the multiplayer. I don't care about the single player game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that is kind of neat, actually. Like, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't see myself using it a whole lot, but that might change. Who knows? Let's fucking see that. Uh, they also. I, mean, uh, I, only
1: got a, I only got a PS4 last. I mean, this year, so I probably yeah. won't be getting one until like 2022.
0: Probably not. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so they also moved. So they moved on to uh, show a bit more of the uh, revamped UI, which is the user interface. For those who don't know. Uh, so the. So the, um, the, what is it? The PS4, um, ex- the C- PS4 UI was fairly bare bones. Just here's your friends. Like, here's your friends list. Here's what they're doing. Here's the stuff you can do. Blah.
1: Here's your stuff. Here's your games. Uh, Go away.
0: Yeah. Uh, with the PS5 though, um, they've also changed this up a bit so that you could actually, you can essentially from the, from the X, ex- from the, like, uh, XMB, be able to jump straight for the XMB into a multiplayer game just like instantly instead of having to boot up the game, see what's up and then join something from that. You just essentially multiplayer servers for games will be listed on the listed on the XMB as like a choosable option that you can just like launch the game immediately and jump straight into. Uh, it will also have information about like single player missions, like what missions you could do and what rewards you could earn for completing them and stuff like that. And all of that will be just kind of available in the UI. Instead of booting up a game and loading into a section or whatever, you can just kind of j- jump directly from the mem- menu to where you were. Save in a couple seconds, which that's neat. Uh, they moved a bit. They moved on a bit and showed a bit of the controller. Uh, didn't show too much of it. It was essentially, essentially, hey, this is like the PS4 controller, but different a bit. Uh, specifically, oh, there God. is specifically there was a I think a big hole in it, that was that people believe is for the microphone, because there may or may not be some voice driven AI assistant stuff on the PS4, PS5. I mean,
1: wow, that's like, oh no, it talks to you, or you used to talk to it. You can talk to it. Oh, that's terrible. Those things never work right for
0: me. Maybe that's the thing. Like they they've been very like, they were very cagey about specifics. Uh, because obviously the system isn't coming out for a while. So why would they give out any information? They don't have to. But yeah, uh, one of the things, one of the things with the new controller, uh, which presumably will be called the DualShock five, but that name hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, is adaptive triggers. Basically, uh, the triggers will have a different, the triggers will have a different level of resistance, resistance, depending on what you're using them for. Like instead of just like the examples that they give is if you're shooting a bow and arrow, then the tension you feel as you pull down the trigger to knock the arrow and pull it back will actually increase as you pull further back. Uh, Same kind of thing, uh, same kind of thing with like different kind of guns. It will be like shooting, shooting a machine gun will feel different than shooting a shotgun. So they claim Uh, it also has haptic feet. It also has haptic feedback as opposed to the regular rumble motor. uh, With with, quote, highly programmable voice, co- voice coil actuators, actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller. So, yeah.
1: Sounds way too high-tech.
0: Sounds like a higher-tech version of HD Rumble.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're, now game- we're gaming in the future. We're one step closer to where they just give you a brain implant that lets you, like... <laughs> Play, play things with your eyes closed.
0: No, at that point we just turned into fucking sword heart. Yeah. Which, fuck. That would be weird.
1: Oh, yes. I got... Just hold on. Here we are.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So, the next jet controller will be using a USB Type-C connector for charging. I also have a larger capacity battery. And it feels a bit chunkier. Like, heavier than... Other people's stuff, uh, but you know that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind a heavy controller.
1: All the bear to hit someone with if they attack you while you're playing. Exactly. Or if you're just, or if you're just a sore loser.
0: Like, hey man, hey man! I know you're playing a multiplayer game. Just pause that and come check this out.
1: Then you just beat him with it. No, <laughs> you can't pause. Can't pause a multiplayer game. How many times I? <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, so that is all the technical stuff that I was able to understand from this article. Uh, They talk a bit about some of the uh, developers using uh, the developers who will be like making games for the system um, with a lot of them just kind of going, yeah, this shit's cool. This is neat. I want to make games for this thing. This looks neat. Uh, But yeah, so the PlayStation 5 will be available holiday season 2020. So next year, folks. So not,
1: yeah, So not for another year.
0: Which that's fine. It was coming
1: time to get a switch.
0: Yeah, and it'll give me time to maybe save some money. Who knows? Probably not, but you know, I could fucking I could fucking hope. Uh, Anyway, that does for news, and that'll do it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back. Some point more of this shit. Until then, I'm dead.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And we will. See you guys next time.
1: Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You enunciated way too much.
1: Uh, I was practicing.
0: Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.